Hi, it's Matt. Just before we start the show, I want to tell you about a great live event I've got coming up on the 27th of March. To celebrate 600 episodes of Recruiting Future, I'm going to be hosting a live Ask Me Anything webinar. This is your chance to pick my brain on anything you like, including market trends and predictions, the impact of AI on recruiting, skills-based hiring, the changing role of recruiters, podcasting tips, or even my favourite Scottish tourist destinations and whiskies. Literally, ask me anything. I'll also be joined by some surprise special guests who'll be adding their perspectives to the conversation. You can sign up now by going to mattalder.me slash AMA. That's mattalder.me slash AMA. And I really look forward to seeing you there. That web address one last time. mattalder.me slash AMA. Just before we start the show, a quick message to say that I need your help. Whether you're a long-term listener or you literally just found us, I would be incredibly grateful if you could go to mattalder.com and fill out a very short survey about this podcast. It won't take longer than two minutes of your time and will be incredibly helpful to me as I develop Recruiting Future into 2023. Just to recap... The website address is mattalder.com and it will take just two minutes of your time to complete the survey. Go on, press pause and do it right now. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi there, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 470 of the Recruiting Future podcast. October is National Disability Employment Awareness Month. And with so much focus on DEI in the workplace, this significant proportion of the population needs to be included and not overlooked. My guest this week is Dr. Jennifer Loopkey, Chief Workforce Inclusion Officer at Pride Industries. Pride Industries is a social enterprise creating sustainable career opportunities and training for people with disabilities. And Jennifer has some highly valuable insights to share. Hi, Jennifer, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Matt. It's great to be here. An absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Please, could you introduce yourself and tell everyone what you do? Yes, my name is Jennifer Lubke, and I am the Chief Workforce Inclusion Officer for Pride Industries. And my team's role in the company is to create employment for people with disabilities. So we help people with disabilities find jobs, retain jobs, and develop in their careers. Tell us a little bit more about Pride Industries and and what it does. Yes, Pride Industries is a social enterprise. And we have several different services that we provide other companies. We do um, facilities maintenance, We have manufacturing, we do custodial services, we take care of the commissaries on various military bases. We do all of this work while hiring people with disabilities. Tell us a bit more about disability inclusion and, and what that means in terms of employment. Right. Well, 
Stepping back a bit, our world was not built for people with disabilities. Our world by, was built with, by people who can see or can hear or who can walk, people with tip, typical abilities. And so therefore, our systems, our architecture, it was all built for people that don't have the disabilities that the people we work with have. So that being said, um, even our employment systems, the way that we interview, all of that was designed by, by people with typical abilities for people with typical abilities or people who are non-disabled. And so oftentimes people with disabilities, let's say somebody who is hard of hearing or perhaps someone who is blind or perhaps someone who is neurodivergent, meaning they may be on the autism spectrum or they may have ADHD, uh, people with intellectual disabilities, all of these people who can and want to work find it difficult and challenging to access our employment systems in order to make a living. And so what disability inclusion means in employment is that we create access for people to work, to develop a career. We make accommodations and adjustments to the work setting so that people with disabilities can be successful. And then most of all, I think the inclusion part comes when we project an attitude and a posture that is welcoming and that really takes into account each person's unique strengths and abilities. And we focus on those strengths so that people will be successful at work. What are some of the misconceptions that you come across about hiring people with disabilities? Right. I think that many times in companies, uh, when people hear the word disability, they think of something that is, you know, or somebody who is less capable. They think of someone who is lesser than others. And they may even think about uh, accommodations, but think about how much that might cost or what type of inconvenience they might have in order to put an accommodation in place. And so oftentimes it's a negative bias that people have towards people with disabilities. So that's very, very challenging because people with disabilities, as with people without disabilities, each one of us has unique strengths, unique talents, unique abilities uh, that we can bring to the workplace setting. And so it's up to us as employers to really change the way that we interact with people uh, so that we can make sure that we're tapping in to that talent pool of people with disabilities and so that they can contribute to the workplace. Many, many employers are looking very carefully at DEI um, at the moment within within their organizations and, and have been for, for, for quite some time. Where does disability inclusion fit within that? Yes, yeah, so diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives are often uh, focused on race, gender, uh, anything but disability. And so disability is sort of that last frontier, that sort of forgotten uh, pool of people, of talent that employers can tap into. And so that's why uh, October here in the United States is National uh, Disability Employment Awareness Month. This is the month when we try to promote as much as possible uh, employment for people with disabilities and talk about some of the ways that employers can engage, recruit, and, and uh, uh, leverage their talents. 
And what are some of the advantages for employers? People with disabilities tend to have lower turnover and a higher retention rate. So they tend to be more loyal to companies. Also, studies have shown that the morale of people in inclusive work settings, disability inclusive work settings, tends to be much higher. The reason why is because when you look around and you see that people with disabilities are being hired and they're being accommodated in the workplace, people tend to feel like their employers really do care about them and see them as individual people. So those are some benefits of hiring people with disabilities and having them in the workplace. Uh, The other thing is that people with disabilities have had many challenges in their lives trying to fit into a society that wasn't built for them. And so with all of these problem-solving skills that they've had to develop and innovation that they've had to develop, uh, there are often people who think differently and approach problems with a diff- in a different way. And so they are they, there's a diversity of thought with people with disabilities that you gain when you're hiring them. And talk to us about neurodiversity in the workplace. Right. So neurodiversity is a term that encompasses people on the autism spectrum, uh, people who may have ADHD or uh, people who have dyslexia or dyscalculia. These are people who their brains don't think in a neurotypical way. They don't think like everyone else. And so their, uh, their, the contributions that someone who is neurodivergent brings to the table are enormous. They really bring a, a different way of thinking and a, and a different way to approach solving problems. And so it is uh, incumbent on us to make sure that we are looking at the talent pool of people who think differently, who are in that neurodiverse population and bring them into our company so that we can really expand the diversity of thought and the diversity of uh, our approaches to solving problems. We've talked about inclusivity. In terms of hiring people with disabilities, there are obviously lots of lots of people listening, working in talent acquisition, working in recruiting. What should they be bearing in mind if they want to tap into this community of talent? That's a great question. How do we find people with disabilities? How do we intentionally go uh, go into those spaces? And so my suggestion is to really, um, first, in your company, there are probably people with disabilities already, but they may not have felt comfortable to disclose what that disability is. It might be a non-apparent disability. There are apparent disabilities and non-apparent disabilities. So apparent disabilities are things that you can see, you know, people who may be blind, uh, people who may be in a wheelchair, someone with a non-apparent disability, that could be someone who has a diagnosis of anxiety, or it might be someone that has a medical condition that they might have to get treatment for. Uh, It could be someone who is neurodiverse. You can't necessarily tell just by looking at them. And so um, first ask in your company to, for people to disclose and make it safe for them to disclose. And then I, the next step I would think would be to uh, discuss with the people already in your company, how can we make the employment setting more welcoming and more attractive to people with disabilities and really tap into the networks that the people in your company have to reach out and to say, hey, it's a great place for me to work. 
I feel comfortable disclosing. And I'd like to invite people in my network who I also know may share uh, a particular uh, disability diagnosis. Uh, come, come work for us because the, it, it's a place where it's safe for people with disabilities to uh, demonstrate their talents. Tell us more about your own organization and some of the examples of the work that you do and the, the feedback that you get about your employees. Right. So we uh, place people with disabilities in a variety of settings. We have many people that we place on military bases and the feedback that we get about our employees are that they're among the best. Uh, they're diligent, they're hardworking, they um, uh, tend to stay in their role in their jobs much longer than people without disabilities. And so, uh, you know, we get nothing but praise for people with disabilities. And, you know, once they're given a chance to demonstrate the talents and the abilities that they have, uh, we, we get some terrific feedback. Um, in my area, uh, we work directly with people to place them in competitive, integrated employment. And so what that means is that we will work with a person with a d- disability perhaps to uh, interview or to put together their resume and help them get a job. We'll work with the employer on any accommodations that they may need to make. And then we'll even provide some job coaching for that person so that we support them uh, in their job. So we provide a lot of different resources and support so that people with disabilities can really have their abilities shine in the workplace. And oftentimes, we get so much uh, great feedback from the employers uh, saying that they should have been hiring people with disabilities a long time ago. For people who may be listening, who, who know someone with a disability or have people within their, their family have a disability who are trying to get into the, the workforce, what would you say to them? I would say to them to look up our company, Pride Industries, at prideindustries.com uh, to take a look at some of the opportunities that we have for people with disabilities and to hire if if someone has a company to hire someone with a disability to be very intentional about looking at this population of people you know we didn't talk about the statistics but uh, anywhere between 15 20 to 26 percent of our population has a disability depending on how you define the word disability so the cdc says that 26 percent of our population has a disability uh, in the United States, our Department of Labor uh, counts it as one of one out of every five people. And then the World Health Organization says that it's 15% of our population. And that's probably understating our disability numbers just a bit. So if you put that into real numbers, you know, over a billion people in on the planet have some sort of disability. So we would be remiss to not look at that population of people and make sure that they're included in employment. So people with disabilities can call our free helpline. It's 1-844-I-AM-ABLE. 1-844-I-AM-ABLE. And we have people on the other end of that phone line who can help either with a job, help you get a job if you have a disability. They can help you find employment in your geographic area. And what about employers who might be interested in working with you? Yes, employers can look on our website. It's prideindustries.com, or they can give me a call or drop me an email. My name is Jennifer Lubke. Last name is spelled L-U-E, B as in boy, 
ke jennifer.lubke at prideindustries.com. Contact me and I can help you get started. Jennifer, thank you very much for talking to me. Thank you very much for having me. My thanks to Jennifer. You can subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or via your podcasting app of choice. Please also follow the show on Instagram. You can find us by searching for Recruiting Future. And you can now also follow the show on TikTok. Find us there by searching for Recruiting Future Pod. You can search all the past episodes at recruitingfuture.com. On that site, you can also subscribe to the mailing list to get our monthly newsletter and the inside track about everything that's coming up on the show. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next time and I hope you'll join me. This is my show. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.